Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we're going to recap the Chiefs' Week 8 loss to the Broncos. The first time the Chiefs have lost to the Broncos since Barack Obama was still in office. It's been quite a while. Uh, we'll get into that. It was a complete mess. We'll also go over Week 9 picks, Lock of the Week, Underdog of the Week. Of course, we'll dive into every single game. Yeah, uh, we did not get last week's episode uploaded. We did record one. For the record, we did all of the lines and stuff like that. So, sorry yeah, and my lock of the week was the Broncos. My lock of the week was the Broncos. No, I, so I, I posted it on Twitter before kickoff. Like, you know, lock Josh, of the week for Follow us on Damn Twitter it. if you want to really keep up with everything like that. Um, no, but, honestly, like that's where you need to go if you want to keep up to date. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And I also like debate a lot of opposing fans on there. Apparently, I d- didn't really think that that tweet I put out would get all Broncos fans and the rest of the NFL pissed. But here we are. You know, everyone loves to see the Chiefs lose. We're the top dog. All right. Let's go ahead and get into Week 9. Before we get into Week 9, Josh, we need a standings update. There's a new loser in town, boys. Yes. It will be me. Me and Jackson are 3-4-1, and one, but since I am 0-7 and under, underdog of the week, I am the official loser. You're 0-8, aren't you? Win. Oh, yeah. I haven't updated underdog of the week standings yet, other than yours, Jackson. Yeah, I'm 0 and 8. Let's go, baby. But yeah, uh, last week, since you guys listeners didn't hear it, John had Texans minus 3. That was an L. I had Jets minus 3. I got a lucky push. Jackson had Vikings money line. Uh, John, underdog of the week, was Raiders. I had the Rams. Jackson had the Bengals. So Jackson is the only person to go, only to have a win last week, and he had two. So. <laughs> It's a good it was, week for it him. was opposite day. The Broncos beat the Chiefs. I had a good week betting. Like it was, uh, everything was going weird last week. Um, although I will say that Vikings line never made sense from the beginning. I mean that was, it's gonna be weird not going first now because I used to just be able to get like the stupid lines that people would hang. But yeah, now now some strategy. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the lines and it's kind of like fuck. I don't even know. Yeah, this is an interesting week. We can uh, and also on today's show we. We said this last week. Obviously, the show didn't come out. I'm just learning about that now. But we will be going over our preseason NFL predictions now that we are at the midway point and see how everything's standing up. All I want to say is I thought shit was doomed week one for me with Robert Sala, coach of the year. But if that team makes the playoffs, I feel like I still have a chance. All right. Let's get into week nine. Thursday night football. Titans and Steelers. Steelers are three-point home favorites. Yeah, uh, Will Levis looked fucking insane. I'm tempted to go Titans plus three lock of the week, but I'm not going to. If they Thursday, especially Thursday night football, Thursday, especially on Thursday night. And if it was three and a half, I would take Titans underdog of the week, but it's not. So therefore, I'm going to go Titans straight up, but I'm not going to do anything with it. Yeah, um, I like Tennessee in this game. I do worry Pittsburgh's defense against a rookie, Will Levis. I know he played really well last week. It's, you know, easy to play well when nobody has film on you. We'll see. Um, Is this Pickett or Trubisky? I have no idea. That being said, I'm leaving it alone. I will take Pittsburgh to win an ugly, low-scoring. I mean, the over-under is 36.5, and and I would honestly bet the under in this game. I bet it's kind of like a Jets-Giants 13-10 type of week. But it's the type of game that I feel like Pittsburgh under Mike Tomlin just finds a way to grind out. So I'll take the Steelers in this one. No strong opinions outside of that. Uh, I'll go with the Titans. Um, I thought Will Levis was impressive. 
Um, I didn't get to see a ton of the game, uh, but the stats were looking pretty nice. I'm interested to see how that plays out because he actually uh, chucked a few deep balls and it wasn't the most traditional uh, Titans way to get a win, um, but they got it. I'll take them to keep rolling. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe a weird turnaround after the Titans talked about trading Derrick Henry and all this. Um, maybe things have taken a bit of a change. Yeah, no, going back to that point, if the Titans win this game, they're 4-4, four and four and they have a chance in the AFC, especially in their division, because I think the Jack, the Jaguars, I know they're 6-2, and two, I think they're vulnerable at some points in their uh, team. Yeah, like, I think, I think coming into the year, we all kind of figured it was Jacksonville's division, and that Tennessee was in that, you know, next tier, and then the bottom was Houston and Indianapolis, but... So far this season, it's kind of been like Jacksonville and then the rest of those three teams grouped together. But I agree. If Will Levis can continue to play even a fraction as good as he played in this game against Atlanta, Tennessee should be the clear number two in this division. And, I mean, it is a stacked AFC, so I'm not going to say that they have a shot at the playoffs. But, you know, a couple weeks ago, it looked like this could be like a 4-13 and year for them. Maybe things get Maybe things get better. We'll see. Let's go into... Sunday slate, starting with the Germany game, which just happens to be the Chiefs game. Dolphins technically at Chiefs. Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. Yeah, uh, we sucked last week. I don't really know what to think about this team. I'm gonna take the Dolphins. I truly think this is a, this is the part of the season where the Chiefs like kind of have that little rough patch and they lose two of like their three games. I'm gonna go Dolphins. I think the Dolphins get the win here in Germany. Yeah, I disagree. I think that the Chiefs get this one. I think they put that get that bad taste out of their mouth last week. It was just a catastrophe. Obviously, Mahomes dealing with the flu, guys dropping passes. Kind of reminded me a little bit of week one with that. I mean, offense just continued to shoot themselves in the foot. I didn't think defensively the Chiefs played that bad. They didn't allow a touchdown outside of a... And the, the three touchdowns they allowed, Denver started from the 50-yard line or closer on all three drives. So, you know, you're putting your defense in a bad situation there. I like Kansas City bounce back, especially because the Dolphins don't beat anybody good, man. Like, they've got six wins against teams under 500. Their two losses are against teams over 500. So I just like Kansas City bounce back in this spot. I mean, how often have you seen the Chiefs offense in the last five years look bad two weeks in a row? There's that little stretch in 2021 where it wasn't great. I was going to say 2021. But, but, I mean... That, that was 20, a, 2019 as well. Yeah. 2019, 2019, I attribute more to Matt Moore and Mahomes' injury and sort of stuff like that than anything else. Yeah, but I would I'm, agree. The point is, I just don't see them laying another egg. Like, I just cannot see a situation. First of all, they're not turning the ball over five times again. Five turnovers is going to be the max they turn ball over in a season this game. Probably the max any team will turn a ball over in a game this season. It was just they couldn't get out of their own way. And I just don't see it happening again. Like, they're too good of a team to put out another dud like that, especially right before the bye. I like Kansas City in this game to win by a field goal. Yeah, Chiefs' first trip to Germany here. Um, I like the Chiefs to bounce back as well. I think that the Broncos game definitely sucked. Um, But there was also quite a bit of uh, shooting ourselves in the foot. Um... This is going to sound like a bunch of excuses, but I mean, I think if if I can draw up the worst situation for a quarterback that realizes they have the flu the day before the game, I think the last place I'd want them playing is in Denver. Um, 
yeah, it, it didn't, it was just all, it was a comedy of, um, of problems. And the Chiefs even blocked a field goal and still went on to lose this game. Um, and one of the biggest reasons that they did is their defense got them a stop after being on the field for such a long time, got them a stop. And um, the guy that we, for some weird reason, needed to trade, do a pick swap for, dropped his second punt in two games. Um, so that is just crazy. Um, I I assume the Chiefs will rid themselves of these mistakes. Um, and Jackson also touched on it. The Dolphins have not been great against good teams this year. They're very much like a, you know, the bully on the playground, but even the bully, you know, there's usually probably a couple bigger kids that could kick his ass if they wanted to. Um, that's kind of the Chiefs in this situation. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to take the Chiefs minus two and a half as my lock of the week. Ooh, so geez. get ready to watch the Dolphins win in Germany. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean... I don't know what to make of last week's game. It's it, it's just what the league is though. Like people are going to people lose their minds predictably. People are going to talk shit on the Chiefs predictably, but that's what the NFL is, man. Good teams lose to bad teams constantly in this league. This isn't college football, man. It's not like Georgia lost to fucking like Southern Miss. That that's this is the NFL, man. You can lose any week to any team. You see every yeah. single year quality really good teams lose games to teams that they are clearly better than. It's just the way the league works, especially in the division. I mean, the fact that the Chiefs had not lost a road division game going back to 2017 is one of the craziest runs of all time. It's just almost never going to be replicated again. Those are some of the Mm -hmm. toughest games on your schedule. So I'm not losing my mind. Like, I know people probably want me to. People probably want me to come on here and say the season's fucked, season's cooked. We're screwed, blah, 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 blah. But I'm, not, I'm just not going to do that. And I think it's just because at this point I'm so seasoned and I'm so just used to this league that I'm not going to lose my fucking mind every time we lose a game. Now, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore suck ass. They're terrible. Yes. Like those two yeah, I... are fucking horrible. And Brett Veach made, we give him shit for the McColl over DK, but the Sky Moore over George Pickens is 150,000 times worse. That is one of the biggest blunders that he's made. I think it's worse than him picking Clyde in the first round. Just a catastrophe right now with Sky Moore. Dude is unplayable. Yep, and I want to point out even further that people kind of said, like, oh, Mahomes didn't make plays on Sunday or any of that. Sky Moore, on two separate times this occasions, Mahomes has, has made the play to save the game for the Chiefs, and Sky Moore has dropped the ball twice. He is incapable of coming in big in a big moment, unless he's wide the hell open at the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all he has in his bag. Um, I do want to ask this because a lot of the attention's gone to the receiving core, and I think that is justified. I think it's pretty clear that, I mean, Mahomes trusts Justin Watson, but really the only reliable options in this receiving core slash receiving options are Travis Kelsey and Rashi Rice. And even Rashi Rice dropped the ball of it he probably could have turned and took 40 yards oh, down yeah. the field. Um, I I think that the – I am in no way an X's and O's expert, um, but I think that the Chiefs' just general play calling slash scheme this year has been probably the worst I've ever seen it as. Um, it's unbelievable how little of ideas we have on third and short. Oh, my God. I, the amount of times we haven't gotten a third and short is – 
fucking mind-boggling. I mean, you want to get to third and short. Third and short is not a bad spot to be in. But with the Chiefs, it's fucking horrifying. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather be some... in third and 15. I really I agree. agree. I, I agree. I think and when that's... you look at it, too, with uh, Matt Nagy, I mean, I know this is the first year of Matt Nagy really being the head – or not the head coach, offensive coordinator because we don't have the enemy, obviously, this year. I mean, this has gone back to week one. I, I don't know how many third down third and ones we've had where mm-hmm. we have been like, it's like, oh, usually like that's nothing to worry about. But for some odd reason, we want to run a pitch behind that oh just makes God. no sense because it just, it takes up more time to, for the play development. It's like, we need one fucking yard. It's not like 38 where you can let a play develop a little bit. We just need one fucking yard. And it's really, it's been frustrating. It drives and me, and it drives me insane. Goal line and third and shorts, or fourth and shorts with this team. Not only that they do this cute, stupid shit that when they could just run it with Pacheco, who's a fucking workhorse up the middle. Like, it, it wouldn't be that hard. But the other thing that pisses me off is why do we not go for it on, like, fourth and two and fourth and three? Because Every team in because, this league, mm-hmm. my, you're going to see it with Miami this week. They'll get into fourth and five at fucking midfield and go for it. Like, the Chiefs have it at fourth and two inside the 10-yard line, and like, yeah, fuck it, we'll kick the field goal. I can't mm-hmm. stand it, bro. Like, it's like, this I, league has evolved past doing this. this. The analytics are telling you, go for it. We had, we had analytically speaking, the worst punt all week as well. We punted on fourth and five from, like, the Broncos 42. That's just fucking ridiculous. I, I don't understand how that ever happened. That... I mean, to be honest, that's the biggest mistake anyone made all weekend is that. And I don't understand how we have to keep watching it. Um, maybe the only explanation I have for you is that Andy Reid can't scheme to get a conversion. He can't. That, that every time we get a conversion, it's it's on over five yards to go if it's on third down. Um, so maybe he's just scared. Um, and also, we never run the ball on third down because if we get to fourth down, What's this? What's this thing about not kicking it? I didn't even know that's an option. That's what it seems like being a Chiefs fan. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty fucking frustrating weekend, man. But I'm I'm not in a boat where I'm saying you know we're fucked or anything like that. Um, just just annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just frustrating loss overall. Uh, mm-hmm. know, also, I mean, I I think going into the bye, we need a bye week bad considering the linebacker position now. I mean, obviously you knew Bolton was out, but now Willie Gay's banged up a little bit. Tranquil's banged up a little bit. Uh, if Leo Chanel's your number one linebacker going forward, it could get, get a little rough. It could it, it could be problems. Yep. Let's move no, on there could into, be. into the week. Uh, noon slate, Rams at Packers. Packers are three-point favorites. Not sure about Stafford's availability. Yeah, I know. I I've always picked the Rams this year, and they've done me like 50%. But with Stafford not not knowing if he's available, I'm just going to take the Rams to win in a very ugly game. Yeah, I, the thing I've just figured out from this year is that the Green Bay's general manager, Brian Gutenkunz, has no idea what the fuck he's doing at all. Like, this dude is like the Jerry Krause of the NFL with no rings. Runs like the franchise's best player out of fucking town. Couldn't wait to do it. And then after he does it, just puts together one of the shittiest products you've ever seen. The average age on the Green Bay Packers is 25 years old. They don't have a receiver that's been in the league for more than two years. Like, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? I don't think Jordan Love's been good by any means. 
but they have not put him in a great spot to succeed. There's a ton of drops. There's a ton of mistakes. It's, this is just a complete disaster. They traded uh, Razul Douglas today to the Bills for a third-round pick. Uh, Green Bay hasn't hit on a fucking third-round pick since Osama bin Laden was alive. Like, I don't fucking know why they would even worry about it. But, yeah, it's it's a catastrophe. I'll take Green Bay, like, like 14-10 to 10 in this game. Like, it's going to be a horrible game. One stat I have to put out there, just because I'm going to keep saying it until it regresses to the meme. In the last six first halves, I probably said this on the podcast before, but now, now it's updated. In the last six first halves that the Packers have played, they're getting outscored 73 to 9. How the fuck are you so unprepared every single week? They haven't scored a touchdown in the first half in six weeks. It's unbelievable. It's unbe- I could go on and on and on. I it's just a catastrophe. Okay. I might be completely wrong here, and I have not watched all of Jordan Love, but I've watched an okay amount. I think my best comp for Jordan Love is like Daniel Jones level. And in some ways, Jackson, I think you can be grateful that the Packers haven't been good because if you guys had like a good receiver and Aaron Jones was healthy, uh, you very well could be heading for like a 10 and seven year. And you might, you might just have paid the shit out of Jordan love. Um, uh, the Packers are a mess. I don't know. To be honest, I'm kind of mad that I didn't even see this line existed. I don't give a shit if Stafford plays or not. Um, give me the Rams. I'm never going to put money on Brett Rippon. I'll just put that out there. No matter who I, he's I agree, but, man, I mean, you're also going to put money on the team that hasn't scored a touchdown in the first half in six weeks? Oh, I know, I know. I'm very well aware. They're, they're a train wreck. All right. It's a, also, it's a, it's a slightly also, below mid-off. <laughs> I know we uh, discussed this game earlier, but Kenny Pickett is for sure playing against the Titans. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Line hasn't changed. So it's that was there. 20 minutes ago, so. Okay. See what Vegas thinks about Kenny Pickett then, huh? Next noon game has two division leaders in it. The Seattle Seahawks, who are now atop the NFC West, at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are five-and-a-half-point home favorites. Seahawks, underdog of the week. I have to. It's the best chance I have. I need a fucking win. (laughs) Honest to God. Wait. Oh, nope. There's only two other games. Nope. Two or three, three other games. Just shut the hell up yeah. and say so, what yeah. you're saying. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't mind the pick. I don't mind it at all. I really think that there's an actual chance that this could happen. The Seahawks aren't playing terrible football. They had a, a sneaky win against the Browns last week. They barely edged them out. And, yeah. So, give me Seahawks. I don't, I don't mind the pick. I think the Ravens could lose. Yeah. I mean, I think this is probably a spot where Seattle's going to lose just because... I don't trust their O-line, and Baltimore's defense is pretty damn good. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, this is two really quality teams. Who would have thought, you know, three weeks ago that Seattle would be in a really good position to win this division? I mean, when you look at it, the way Brock Purdy's been playing recently, Stafford's injury, I mean, it's kind of opening up for them. Geno Smith is playing pretty good football. I mean, they're, they're just a quality team overall. They just traded for Leonard Williams from the Giants to get some defensive line help. I think both of these teams are really, really quality. It should be a really good game. I'll take Baltimore just because of their defense. Um, Since they're on a bye week and you mentioned Brock Purdy, I do just want to say thank God none of us went on the Brock Purdy is damn good train. Um, that That's just ridiculous. I don't know how people ended up there. Um, 
anyway, I will take the Ravens to win this game. Um, I think the Seahawks are pretty solid, but I think the Ravens are damn good. I think, once again, I mean, people have had this conversation. Um, they're level with the Chiefs right now, and there won't be a um, head-to-head tiebreaker between the two of them. But, I mean, I think the Ravens have an outside shot at being one of those main contenders in the AFC. It depends on how they do against the Bengals. Um, and I just don't see him dropping this game. So I'll take him to beat the Seahawks. Next game, the Cardinals at the Browns. A little pissed off. We're not going to get the Josh Dobbs revenge game. He got traded to Minnesota. So this will be Clayton Toon starting for the Cardinals. Browns are eight-point favorites. Okay, my question is, I know Gannon said Murray's out this week. Yes. Josh Dobbs is going to be the starter. He then came out yesterday and said, Murray or this other guy is going to get the start. So is Murray still confirmed out for this week? Sounds like it. I don't know. Everything I've uh, seen yeah, looks me, like it. Give me the Browns. Even If Kyler Murray starts, I would take the Cardinals. Yeah, I. this looks like Clayton Toon. So I'm going to go with the Browns to win this one. But I mean, God, Clayton Toon versus P.J. Walker. Talk about a snooze fest. The Browns' defense is just phenomenal, though. I mean, they haven't been great the last couple weeks, but they're coming back home now facing a rookie fifth-round pick. Yeah, give, give me Cleveland in this one. I like them to win comfortably. Uh, yeah, I like Cleveland as well. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the line um, when Cleveland's offense is the way it is, um, but I don't see them struggling too much with whatever the hell this iteration of the Cardinals' offense is going to look like. And also, they really were in a hurry to get Josh Dobbs out of there, man. I mean, uh, you might as well even have kept him around. All you got was a sixth for a seventh for him. Um, but I don't know. Um, whatever, man. Yeah. Should be a, should be a boring one. <laughs> Buccaneers at yes. Texans. Texans are two-and-a-half-point home favorites. Uh, Yeah, CJ Stroud coming off a bad week against the Panthers. John lost that in his lock of the week and even said this seems like a trap. Or Jackson said it's a trap. John still I said, took it. I said knowing full well it was a trap, but yeah. took it anyway. Yeah, but with all that being said, I'm gonna go Buccaneers. I think I think the Bucks are better than what people think. Yeah, Bucks have had like a lousy last month, especially I mean coming out of the bye, they they're zero three. They haven't looked great, but this is like the spot that I think I like them because of that. I agree. I like uh, Tampa here. Stroud, kind of last week, his first pedestrian game as a pro, finally, you know, wasn't, you know, he looked like a rookie. Let's just be honest. He looked like a rookie, and that's what that's to be expected. I like uh, Tampa in this game. Todd Bowles, he might not be a great head coach, but he's a really, really intelligent defensive schemer. I expect him to have uh, something planned up for the Texans. Yeah, I like the Buccaneers as well. Uh, this was sort of on my lock of the week list, but I honestly thought one of you might want it. Um, the thing about this game is usually when a team loses lock of the week for me, the week after, I kind of hate them for it. Um, but if you would ask me before the game if the Texans will have like a performance that won't get them by the worst team in the NFL this year, I absolutely would have said like it will happen. Just hoping it wouldn't have been this week. Um, and it was, I mean, that was, that was a mean the Texans were going to regret to eventually. Um, and I picked it at the wrong time and I think it's going to continue here. I think the Buccaneers will make pretty easy work of them. Also, I don't really know how to combat this issue, this issue because 
it, it would make Hail Marys pretty fucked up if it got called all the time, but ooh, if you're ever going to call a pass interference yeah. on a Hail Mary, yeah. it yeah. should have been in that Thursday night game. Yeah. Absolutely. Next game, Bears at Saints. Saints are seven and a half point favorites. Justin Fields is questionable to play. Uh, Eberflees already said it's the other guy. Oh, okay. Well, then it's Tyson Badgett. On ESPN, it says questionable, but I'll take your word yeah. for it. Yeah, he said in his press conference it's okay, Badgett. Yep. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to go Saints. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm going to go Bears underdog of the week. I it just like I don't have many choices. I full on know I'm going to lose this one, but it is what it is. No one, knowing the streak that you're on, some of the Bears are going to pull us out. I'm going to lose both of my picks, and I'm just going to be fucking pissed. Hey, I had one good week. Let's relax. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't think the Saints are anything great, but they're definitely better than the Bears. I'm a little surprised by the Bears going in and getting Montez Sweat today, trading a second-round pick for him. It just, it's just not the move that I would have made if I were them. I don't know why they're buying. I mean, clearly I think they're going to pay him at this point, but it reminds me of last year when they, at the deadline, traded a second-round pick for Chase Claypool that turned into pick 32. Like this right now, where they're sitting at, they just gave up the 35th pick in the draft to go get Montez Sweat. Uh, interesting decision, to say the least. Yeah, I don't know why they did that, because when you look at the Bears, I don't view them as a contender for the playoffs, obviously. Is Montez Sweat the guy that said, like, I, this has been fucking bullshit for the past seven years? I don't know if that was him, but I, kind, I, think, okay. I don't know. Well, if it was, then his situation just got ten times shittier. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think he's been in the league that I long. Couldn't, so. I, don't think I couldn't imagine that. going... I couldn't imagine going to the Commanders from the Commanders to the Bears. Oh yeah, that's terrible, 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 terrible. And like, because the Niners aren't playing, I'll just hit on it. Chase Young going to the Niners for a third round pick. In what world? Like, imagine telling somebody a year ago that Chase Young, Montez Sweat would retur- get a bigger return than Chase Young in a trade. I mean, I yeah, know I don't know why. Maybe it's because you might have to pay Chase Young more, but like. I don't even know if that's true at this point. Like Chase Young had a fantastic rookie year, tore his ACL his second year, and has just not been the same player since. But I mean, you you talk about him now lining up uh, alongside Nick Bosa. I mean, to Ohio well, State I also saw this. Forty ers might have uh, what you call it, policed the Commanders because if Chase Young doesn't sign an extension with the Forty ers then they get a third round pick. For some other reason, Forty ers but they yeah. still have to give up the third round pick, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Commanders do get a third round pick. Yeah. I mean, so it's a very little risk for San Francisco in that aspect. Like, you either, and yeah, let's be honest. No risk. I there's reward. not much cap space in San Francisco. <laughs> so, no. I mean, you know, you've already paid McCaffrey, Debo, um, Trent Williams, Kittle. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Uh, I don't Kittle. know if. Huh? Kittle. Kittle. I don't think they've paid Brandon Ayuk yet, but surely they're going to, you would think. I mean, that guy is an absolute stud on that offense. He's very important to what they do. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know if they'll be able to re-sign him, but the fact that they could get the comp, you know, the comp third-round pick, then it is what it is, you know? And Yeah, 49ers. If you're the commanders, like, it's not the end of the world to trade. I mean, obviously you wanted him to be a centerpiece of the franchise, blah, 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 blah. Like, I get it. But he just isn't. Like, he's just not in, like, get some draft capital. You now have multiple second-round picks, multiple third-round picks. I I imagine this year that the commanders will be in, inter- interested in a quarterback 
accumulating these sort of picks can perhaps help you trade up to get somebody in the first round because right now they're sitting at four wins, right? The commanders are yet or no three and five, but still, I mean, I don't envision them getting a top two pick. I mean, I think right now that's between Carolina, Chicago, Green Bay, and Arizona. I don't envision the commanders getting that pick, so we'll see. Maybe they use some of this draft capital they just uh, acquired to um, move up and get a guy like Drake May. Yeah, uh, looking at Brandon Ayuk, the 49ers uh, exercise his option, his fifth-year option for next year. So, like you said, I'm assuming in 2025, Brandon Ayuk will probably be hitting the free agency. Or they're gonna pay them. I mean, they're, they're they they don't have the money to pay all these guys, so they're gonna have to make decisions. Um, okay. Uh, I just want to oh. say, uh, Pace Young and uh, Nick Bosa playing at the same time is kind of not fair. Yeah, that wasn't even fair. allowed at Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. John, did you comment on Bear Saints? Uh, I didn't, but give me the Saints. I don't need to talk about that. I took, I'm sure I took, you all handled it. I took Bears underdog of the week there. Okay, next game. Okay. Vikings at Falcons. Falcons are five-point favorites. Kirk Cousins, torn Achilles out for the year. Will probably be Josh Dobbs playing this week for the Vikings. I would assume. They get Nick Mullins back week 10. I bet you Nick Mullins gets the start then. Well, what are you going to pick, Josh? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm first. I'm so bad at picking. Uh, Yeah, give me the Falcons. I... Would feel a lot more comfortable in this if I knew Taylor Heineke was starting. Thank God they finally put him in the game last week. I couldn't watch I Desmond Ritter any longer. Desmond Ritter is going to be in the XFL in a year or two. This dude is a certified scrub. I'll take Atlanta here, but I can't really do anything with the number because I don't know if it's going to be Ritter or Heineke. If it's Heineke, I love Atlanta in this spot. Um, yeah, I like Atlanta, but I don't have a choice, so I'm going to take the Vikings underdog of the week. Um, I really hate the Falcons. I think they might be my least favorite team in the NFL that I don't have a reason to hate. Um, fuck them. I don't understand. If you're gonna pick a running back before Jalen Carter, why are you only giving him the ball eight times a game? What the fuck are you on? Um, that that drives me insane. Um, I I don't understand it. I, not, I don't even know. Not if to it's mention eight. they it don't might... give the ball to Kyle Pitts. They give it to Janu Smith. You fucking yeah. and they there was a play that they ran this week in the red zone where Janu Smith threw the ball to the third string tight end, and I'm just like, yeah. you have Bijan, Pitts, Drake London, hell even Tyler Algier, and this is what we're resorting to, like. I swear there will be a scandal that comes out in a few years that Arthur Smith had all of these guys' season unders. Like, he had to. Like, it makes no sense what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I agree. And the thing that drives me the most insane about it is, like, there are two schools of thought. There is the, like, we are not going to worry about investing anything in the running back position, and we're just going to do a committee because it works, and it's been relatively successful. And then there's the other school, which I think is dumb enough to begin with, which is invest capital in a good running back and then let him be your main guy. Um, and the Falcons are trying to do the worst of both of these strategies. Um, ah, fucking drives me insane. I hope they get smashed. And obviously I own Bijan Robinson in fantasy, um, but 
God, man, that's one of the worst first-round picks I've ever had. He does not – I don't even think he's gotten above 20 all year, man. And it's – it just drives me nuts. You watch him, he's clearly really good, but they fucking love Tyler Algier, don't they? Oh. Yeah. It's it, they're, they're a complete mess. Speaking of messes, let's go on. Um, commanders at Patriots. Patriots are three-point home favorites. I mean oh. – what do you even do with this line, man? I, it's a pass. Oh, I'm not first. My bad. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I'm taking the Commanders. I actually really like the Commanders. I was thinking about doing lock of the week. You're taking a team but I'm not that g- just sold every. No, but I'm not going to after today. Yeah. Um, I like New England in this spot, but I mean, what? It's clear as day that the Commanders just quit on the season. And the yeah, player, and which made no sense. Oh, it makes sense. They're not a good football team. I mean, that that's is it's clear as day. This is Ron Rivera's last ride as the head coach. I bet enemy is head coach by next year. I mean, this is this is not a good football team, and they didn't want to accidentally win too many games. I, I get it, but they're just doomed the rest of the year. Yeah, Riverboat Ron is taking his happy ass ride home after the year. Um, <laughs> I will take the Patriots. Um, I don't know. They were on a bye last week. I can't no, even remember. No, they got beat by the Dolphins. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, I'm gonna take them. Why not? This I didn't seems think like they looked horrible in that them. game, though. I thought, you know, the Patriots are bad, but I didn't think they looked as bad in that as they had earlier in the year. Last two weeks, I've seen at least something out of Mac Jones, a little bit of life, like a little bit of being a quarterback. So that's kind of what I'm. I guess I'm picking on. All right, afternoon slate. Colts at Panthers. Colts are two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Give me Colts. I think the Panthers suck. Uh, They just got a lucky win last week. Give me Colts. Yeah, man, you know me. Not touching two-and-a-half the rest of the year after the first couple weeks of this year. Uh, I like Carolina in this game, though. I just think, I mean... The Gardner Minshew thing is nice, it's fun, but he's clearly a backup. And honestly, I mean, I know it's one week, and I know they didn't put up a ton of points, but I saw some stuff out of Bryce Young last week that I I really thought was impressive. There was one play in particular where he spun out of a sack, you know, moved to his left, threw it down the field, and got a big completion. I just think Carolina is going to continue to get a little bit better each week. I like Carolina in this spot. Uh, I am going to take the Colts. Um, pretty easy, I feel like. I am not all that convinced um, by the Panthers because, like I said, the Texans kind of walked the dog last week or got got dog walked. Well, I don't even know. That's not an expression. The, the Texans sucked last week, and I'm not going <laughs> to let myself be convinced of the Panthers. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. I'm trying to be weird. Um I hope Jonathan Taylor does well. Uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, my first and third round picks in my other fantasy league are really fucking me. Um, but Jonathan Taylor did do good last week, so I'm not too pissed at the moment. Um, so hopefully you can keep that going. All right. An absolute atrocity of a game. The Giants. I should Ra- love it. The Giants at the Raiders. The Raiders are two and a half point home favorites. Daniel Jones will be back for this game. Uh, God. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I'm going to go Raiders. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> give me the Giants. I would never use a lock of the week on this shit of a game. Giants aren't playing terrible football, and the Raiders just suck dick. 
If they didn't have a Marcus Peters pick six, they would have had seven points on 160 total yards yesterday. No, that game, I'm like, I know I said last week on the podcast, which obviously didn't air, but I did say last week on the podcast that I thought that could have been one of the biggest ass beatings of the year. And the score wasn't, but when you looked at the yards, it was the second most, it was the second biggest discrepancy in yards between teams in a game this year, with the other one being the Dolphins beating the Broncos 70-20. to Like, that game, I kept watching it, and I was like, how is Detroit not up, like, five possessions right now? So, yeah, the Raiders are bad. Devontae Adams is obviously frustrated. Garoppolo sucks. And still saying all of that, I will take the Raiders over the Giants. That's how low I think of the New York Giants. I'll take the Giants here. I'll do it. Um, Honestly, like, there's been some questions about Brian Dable this year, but... I'm just going to let it go down to coaching in this one because I think Josh McDaniels is awful. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Giants to pull this one out, but doesn't have the attention of my eyes, I can tell you that much. Next game, Cowboys at Eagles. Eagles are three-point home favorites. Give me the Eagles. Lock of the week. Fuck! I like the Eagles here. I really like this line. I think the Cowboys, when they play, when they go up against really good teams, just don't play to their opponent, aka the 49ers. And yeah, I really like the Eagles. And the Cowboys are coming off a great win against the Rams, so probably on going on a high. The Eagles played like dog shit, so I really like the Eagles to come out strong in this in this game. Well, this was my lock of the week. Um, yeah, yep. I like Philadelphia. I thought I heard. I thought I heard a little fuck yeah. come from the background. Uh, man. Yeah, Philadelphia, I think kicks the shit out of them. Every time Dallas plays a big game, they just don't show up. Dak shrinks. Ah, man, that that's tough. I like Philly. I like Philly as well. Um, yeah, I think the Cowboys and the Dolphins are in a slightly similar boat where they've kind of shriveled up against good opponents, but they can beat the dog piss out of some bad teams, except for the Arizona Cardinals for some reason. Um, I will take the Eagles to keep it rolling. They also, thank God. Okay. I've done a lot of bitching about fantasy football, um, but thank God AJ Brown yelled at Jalen hurts week two. I made a big proclamation that AJ Brown is washed and like literally three plays later, he yelled at Jalen hurts and he has been the best fantasy wide receiver by a long shot ever since then. Uh, Let's go. He is cooking. He is so damn good. I honestly, man, like on draft night, I think I said that the Eagles gave up a little too much for him. Nope. That guy's crazy. He's worth like damn near a quarterback. I mean, he's ridiculous. I mean, he got the Titans general manager fired, essentially. That that trade yeah. essentially got the Titans general manager fired for how bad it was. It, it, and to be fair... I didn't think the Giants fleece the Eagles either. I just thought maybe the Eagles might, that might not be the best move for them. But what happened is I did not realize how good AJ Brown is. I mean, oh my God, he, he, he is crazy. Um, yeah, I really like watching him play. If you can't tell, yeah. especially when he scores fantasy points for your team. Sunday night football bills at Bengals. Bengals are three point home Ooh. favorites. Finally, a good primetime game. Yeah. This whole week, really, outside of Thursday night, but we yeah. we do. I'll say the Sunday slate: you get the early morning, you get Chiefs Dolphins, noon you get Seahawks Ravens, and then at the afternoon you get Cowboys Eagles, and then at night you get Bills Bengals. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Pretty solid slate on Sunday, Josh. Yes. Yeah. yeah uh, I really like the Bills in this game for some odd reason. 
But at the same time, the Bengals played really good last week. So I'm really interested to watch this game. I think it's going to be one hell of a game. I'm going to go Bills. I don't. I wouldn't touch the line. I think this is going to be a really close game. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals lock of the week at minus three. I think that they've figured out their shit. And I'm just so unimpressed by Buffalo week in and week out. It just They don't look like a, a contender right now. They can write the shit. But outside of Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what does that team do well? And the answer is not much. I like Cincinnati. They're hitting their stride. This is, you know, at home. I, I'm getting a field goal. I feel like this probably will be about right. The push. I could feel a push coming here. But I really wanted the Eagles line. I'll take the Bengals here at home. Minus three. Um, yeah. Gotta, gotta do it because I don't trust the Monday night game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals as well. Um, I am not saying me, but I'm saying some people made some of the easiest money of their life betting Bengals money line last week. Um, that was um, the Bengals coming back. Um, and like I said, I said it wasn't going to be too, it wasn't going to be that wimpy the way the Bengals went out. They were always going to return to form. Um, and to be honest, man, I kind of like it that way. It's kind of like, kind of like um, the the Joker and Batman, where he's like, I'm not even, I can't even kill you because it'd be too, you're too much fun. Um, I I honestly enjoy having someone that I vehemently hate. Um, I I don't hate that the Bengals are back. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm gonna regret this comment if we lose them in the playoffs, but yeah. um, it makes things more interesting. Um, and I like them to beat the Bills, who. I think are going to go back on fraud watch this week. Yep. I mean, this is the, this is the DeMar Hamlin game from a year ago. If you remember bills at <laughs> Bengals prime time, they put it back in there. So, uh, yes, they did. That, that I will always, anytime not, these two teams, get anytime these two teams play again, that's all that's going to be in my mind. And that is just forever ingrained. I mean, did you see they have the, the Bills, like, medical thing, they have, like, the number three on the back of their, like, bus that they carted Zach Moss, or not Zach Moss, uh, Matt, who was it, Damian Harris yeah. on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. And he still, um, he still has minus odds to win comeback player of the year. He hasn't even played. Yeah, He's played he's one cool. game. He's been on the field once. And Did I know, I literally looked at, no. No. I'll tell you who, just saying it right now, comeback player of the year odds, if Rodgers has odds, if he comes back the last few weeks of the year... Oh, my the... God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just shut the fuck up now. All right? <laughs> Can you win comeback player for coming back in the middle of the I was season? about to ask that yeah, question. Yeah, if he comes back at the end of the year and gets him in the playoffs, who else would win the award? Aaron Rodgers has plus 3,500 odds. I, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, so, okay, it's not impossible. I... Uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil anything here, but that shit, the idea that Rodgers can come back is, uh, it's an interesting one. Joe Douglas, their GM, said today that they anticipate him coming back. All right. All so right. we'll see. Let's see it. Monday Night Football, Chargers at those Jets. The Chargers are three-point road favorites. Yep, give me the Jets. I think the Jets get it done here. They're playing really good football right now. Uh... Aaron Rodgers, I'm assuming, will be in attendance. And the three times Aaron Rodgers has been in attendance, he, they've lost the Chiefs by like six, and then they've won their other two games. I think Zach Wilson just plays better when he knows Aaron's in attendance. Zach Wilson plays better when he knows there's a bad bitch in attendance. I've never seen him play as good as when Taylor Swift was there. Holy shit, he was rifling balls against the Chiefs. But yeah, 
Think about Zach Wilson is like, even last week was like the perfect Zach Wilson experience. He's dog shit. He's terrible for so long. The Giants missed that field goal, opened the door just a little bit, and then you get two of the greatest Zach Wilson plays you'll ever see back-to-back with no timeouts. It's like, what the hell, man? Well, Why can't you do that on a consistent basis? But, uh, yeah, I like the Jets here as well. They've given star quarterbacks trouble all year long. I anticipate they do it again. Um, oh, You know, it's so hard to pick this game because you know – that the Chargers have the firepower to win it, um, but also you know they have the fart power to get blown out. Fart um, I will take <laughs> the Chargers. Um, I think Chiefs coming off a loss, maybe they see a bit of an opening to get back in the division hunt. Um, take care of business in New Jersey. Well, that is NFL Week Nine. Now that we're done Holy with that, shit. Week nine. No way we're already the halfway point. It is, That's it is. We're halfway through the season now, baby. All right, Josh. Let's go over our preseason predictions we had for this season now that we are at the halfway point. You can start at MVP and work your way down. You don't want to go coach of the year and work your way up? Coach of the year, sure. Yeah, sure. All right, coach of the year. Starting off, I had Sean Payton. John had Doug Peterson. And Jackson had Robert Sala. I think the best pick right there is Robert Sala. Yes, absolutely. He, if they make the playoffs and Rodgers doesn't come back, then he unquestionably deserves it. Right now, Dan Campbell's so. a favorite. But, yes, I would agree. All right, looking at the most prestigious award there is offered in football, it would be the Trent Williams Comeback Player of the Year Award, yes. excluding DeMar Hamlin, <laughs> in yeah. parentheses. Yes. I had John Mechie, Jackson had Brees Hall, and John had Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Again, I think I have the best pick there. Yeah, but it's it's going to be Tua or DeMar. Or Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be DeMar. Or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. Fucking shut the fuck up. Okay. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I had Jalen Carter. John had Will Anderson. And Jackson had Gonzalez. Ah, uh, Christian yeah. Gonzalez. Well, Jackson's deader than dead. Damn it. Yeah. It was such a good one, too. My Jalen Carter pick was looking so good until he got hurt. He, he didn't get it. Really hurt, but he'd probably be out for yeah, a little Christian bit. Christian Gonzalez was probably top four in odds until that injury. That sucks. Well, right I now, the rookie of the year, uh, they don't have odds because of Jalen Cotter getting hurt, but he sense. was favored. Yeah, it makes sense. I've heard that the, the Seahawks have two guys that are in the running for that. Oh, uh, yeah, it's um, De- Devin Witherspoon, Witherspoon. And then I don't can't think of the other guy off the top of my head. But, but yeah, Weather damn, Sp- good, should be good drafting from the Seahawks. Got to yeah, give them once again. For that. Once again, yeah, two great yeah. drafts uh, in a row for them. Yeah. All right, uh, looking at offensive rookie of the year, John and Jackson both had Bijan, and I had CJ Stroud. Oh, Stroud's the Josh favorite. Okay. Stroud is the favorite. It would be my first win. Defensive player Bijan. of the year. What were you gonna say, John? Stroud. I was just going to bitch about Bijan. Just go ahead. You've done enough. Defensive player of the year, I had TJ Watt. John had Chris Jones. Jackson had Fred Warner. Or, yeah, Fred Warner. Yeah, yeah. Who is my- I don't oh. know where the conversation with this is at, but TJ Watt, every time I watch, that guy's a fucking monster. Oh, my God. It's, it's going to be him or Miles Garrett. Look, it's got Or Micah yeah. Parsons. I don't know, man. When I watched, dude, when I, I was watching I, the Rams, Cowboys. I swear to God, Michael Parsons was breaking up every fucking play. No, he's or a beast. was involved. He is a beast. There's no doubt. Okay, I want to know if Micah Parsons played for anyone with the Cowboys. What is the opinions of him would be? I'm not saying he's not really good, 
But I've also heard people had conversations about him being the best defensive player since, like, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, that, um, it is a little crazy how much people are in Yeah. Like, how do we have that conversation going on, but also, like, he's, what, like, third betting favorite for defensive player of the year voting? No, he has best know. odds. It's all high. Oh, he has best odds? It should be. Yeah, it's, it all high. it's Michael Parsons plus 190, Miles Garrett plus 200, TJ Watt plus 225. How is TJ Watt third? And then Aiden Hutchinson is next at plus 1,600. We don't talk about this enough. The The Jaguars taking Trayvon Walker above Aiden Hutchinson is a royal fuck-up. I know. I agree. I I said that from the day he got drafted. I was like, who the fuck is Trayvon Walker? Um. All right. Moving up on next is Offensive Player of the Year. And boy, oh boy, is it going to get dicey. John had, excuse me, Jackson had Garrett Wilson. Mm. John had A.J. Brown, and I I had Christian McCaffrey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. A lot lot of potential there, except for me. A lot of potential. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Christian McCaffrey are betting favorites at plus 125. And then, John, I have bad news. There's a big drop down to A.J. Brown at plus 1,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, where's my guy? Uh, Garrett Wilson. (laughs) Let me keep scrolling. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. It's not happening. Plus 10,000. Plus 10, yeah. All right. MVP. Jackson had, Jackson had Trevor Lawrence. John and I both had Mahomes. Uh, is, this my first MVP, is this my first MVP that hasn't? I mean, there's still met pl- plenty of time. But I think this I is my first say. MVP that has not absolutely just been a catastrophe. Had their career going the shitter. <laughs> Who'd you have last I year, mean, like Carson Wentz literally like lost his. The career Carson Wentz one is him. unbelievably bad, but if I was that twenty twenty, I did that. I think it was. Yeah, that. It was, was the last year he was an eagle. Yeah, who he did was you? Terrible. Who did you pick last year? I'm trying to remember who I picked last. Oh, Herbert. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And you picked Brady. You picked, picked Brady, Brady the year and... before he like retired, unretired. Last year was Herbert who had the. And he was all right, but then he had that hilarious playoff loss. Year before it was Carson Wentz, who just fell off an absolute cliff. So it hasn't been a great track record for me, but this this is shaping up to be so far my best one. To I'm be not, fair, oh. you're, you're sorry, your Brady pick was fine. I mean, Rodgers yeah. just went ham that year. Yeah, Brady Rodgers. There's a chance I I get five picks right this year, which would be fucking insane. That would never be topped again. So I hope you don't. Uh, right now for sure, it's like. My rookie of the years are looking good. My defensive player of the year is interesting. Offensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year is looking good. MVP Mahomes needs to get his shit together. <laughs> MVP right yeah, now. If I had to give out MVP right now, like I might give it to Tyreek. Like, like I don't think a quarterback deserves it right now. Tyreek Hill has plus four thousand odds. It goes to a plus three hundred. Hurts plus four hundred. Mahomes plus four hundred. Lamar plus five fifty, and then Josh Allen plus thirteen hundred. Holy fuck. If Tua wins MVP, I'm going to literally, like, lose my shit. He, oh my god. Oh my fucking god. The one thing that doesn't make sense is you can't do, oh, you can do parlay. No. Tua is Brock Purdy. Legit. He's better than Brock Purdy. Tua is, no, Tua is if Brock Purdy got picked second overall. I'm serious. Like, if, if Brock Purdy got picked, if you switch the two, Everyone would talk about how we've been overrating Tua. I don't even know. I I, I hate Tua. I'll say yeah, it. He's not no, good. But on uh, DraftKings, you can't parlay uh, award picks. But on FanDuel, you can't. Some BS. Hmm. All right. Well, then get FanDuel, dumbass. 
All right, you guys know what time it is now. We have to talk about it. It's coming up. No, we don't. Yes, no. We do. yes, oh, we do. oh, I thought you were going to talk about something else we have to talk about. We okay. have to talk about Mizzou versus Georgia this Saturday because what? here we go. Number 14 Mizzou going to take on number one Georgia. Boys, this is about as excited as I've been for Mizzou football since Gary Pinkle's SEC championship year. I am so excited for this game, and I am so ready to be let down. Yeah, yeah I am too. I don't um, think – I think, like, ahead. the line's set at 15 and a half, and I think that's perfect. I think Mizzou loses by two touchdowns. And if that's the case, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we're kind of playing with house money here. Like, there is a reason to believe Mizzou can beat Georgia, and if they do, then it's like take care of business and you're going to Atlanta. Um, and I think just having the opportunity to be in that situation is pretty damn good. Um, considering the attitudes of Mizzou that I had coming out of coming into the season and more specifically coming out of the Middle Tennessee State game. Um, obviously, when Mizzou loses, I'm going to say some out-of-pocket shit, um, and people are just going to gonna have to ride the tides here. Um, but the, um, the regular John says that uh, I'm just really looking forward to it because on one hand, we might win. Um, and even if we don't, like, you're playing the back-to-back defending national champions and no one's beaten them in two years. Um, that so... would be insane, dude, if Missouri's the team to do it. I will say yeah. this. We have the same team pretty much from last year. We're going into Georgia with a bitter taste in our mouth. Yeah. Everyone's pissed in... off. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no I, one's I, going I... in here thinking, like, there's a we have a – oh, like, guys, let's just hope we play good. Everyone's coming in here pissed off. I no, think... they think they can win. I had a I had a thought the other day that I, I've tussled back and forth with, but I think I'm more so on the side of I'm kind of glad they lost the game last year. And I know that sounds yeah. stupid in theory, but there's a few reasons why. One, because we were going nowhere last year. We would have finished seven and five instead of six and six. Whatever, right? And two, I mean and two, I mean, like you guys were saying. They're ready for this. They're pissed off. They want to win this game. They don't just think they can win this game. They know they can win this game because of last year. They played them tight. They played them as close as any team outside of Ohio State played them. They had them. I mean, they had them damn near the whole game. And they know that they can get them again. They know that they have the personnel to line up and do it. And let's be honest. Is Mizzou worse than last year? No. I think they're considerably better. Is Georgia worse than last year? Why are we asking? I'm setting it up. Is Georgia worse than last year? You yes. could argue it. Yes. You could argue it for sure. Carson Beck looks like a downgrade from Stetson Bennett. Jalen Carter's not there. Nolan Smith isn't there. Kelly Ringo isn't there. Um, you know, Brock Bowers, Bowers isn't, is going, to, isn't Bowers. going to be there. So, you know, what what have they gained? Dominique Lovett? Like, okay, that's the one thing we don't have that they have now. But still, like, Luther's ten times better than he was a year ago. Brady Cook is so much more experienced and better than he was a year ago. I mean, the offensive line is better than Like, everything about this Missouri team is set up to be better. Like They gave Georgia everything they could handle last year. I don't see why they can't do it again. And I'm happy that Georgia played so well last week at Florida. Because if Georgia had a down week last week, I would be nervous about this game. I'd be like, oh, man. You know, like, it's not very often teams like Georgia lay two stinkers in a row or, you know, have back-to-back, you know, underwhelming weeks. But, man, they've won 25 or 24 straight regular season games. I mean... I'm not going to put the house on it, but I think Mizzou poses 
the best threat to beat them this year of any team on their schedule, which coming into the year, nobody Until the SEC championship. Nobody would have agreed with that coming into the year. But Mizzou is I think if Georgia plays their hardest game up until the that's remaining on the schedule. Obviously the SEC championship game, we don't know who they'd play. So I think if Georgia plays LSU, they lose. I think if Georgia plays I wanna say Bama. I mean like I don't no, think they would beat Bama. They would kill Bama. I don't know. I mean here's the thing like we were talking about on last week's show, this week is basically going to determine the SEC championship game because you've got LSU-Bama in the winner of that. If LSU loses to Bama, Bama's in the SEC championship game. It's basically a foregone conclusion. If LSU wins that game, I mean, they've got a pretty damn good shot to be in that spot. And, you know, obviously between Mizzou and Georgia, if Mizzou loses this, they can kiss their opportunity at the SEC championship game goodbye. But if Mizzou wins this, they control their destiny to go to the SEC championship game. So it is a gigantic, gigantic week in the conference. I think after this week, you'll have a pretty good idea of who the two teams are going to be in Atlanta come early December. I also want it to be known if Mizzou wins this week, I'm fully expecting us to lose next year, next week. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Tennessee, Tennessee and Florida aren't pushovers. I understand that, but I don't know, man. I mean, also. Also, also, Mizzou or Georgia plays Ole Miss next week, and they play Tennessee. Wait, nope, never mind. We they have to play Tennessee. Week. I thought didn't no, they? they play Tennessee November eighteenth. Oh, but yeah. yeah, no. I mean, I was gonna say Georgia could lose their next two games and we'd still have a chance, but nope. They play Ole Miss and then Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, but no. I mean this. If we lose this week, we're not. There's no way we could make it. There's you like, would need yeah. him to lose yeah. both. Of no, those. no, we would be statistically out because tiebreaker. Tiebreaker yeah. would go to head uh, head to head record, and Georgia would have it over. So, like, literally, this is to get to the SEC championship almost. Yeah, get the opportunity to go yeah, over. The op- Georgia, yeah, because yeah, they play. I should say Georgia that because we still have week of the season. So yeah. we still have uh, third and fourth place in the division and. Tennessee and uh, Florida, and those those two teams, Florida. I know John, you said is a shitter, but we always play Florida card, and Tennessee's always had our number these past yeah. couple. Florida of years, though, so. out, Florida outside of the swamp is not the same team that they are in Gainesville. So they, I feel better about that game. They had that. I mean, the last time they came here, we went we went to OT. I, I I know. I'm just saying they're not the same team that they are on the road than they are at home. Under Billy Napier, they have been much more efficient at home than they have been on the road, and this is they did pick up a road win at South Carolina by two points. But outside of that, a very lackluster year on the road for them. They got stomped by Kentucky, stomped by Utah. Uh, Obviously, they uh, lost to Georgia at home last week. So I don't know. I feel good about that. We'll see. I mean, I think I think the thing is though, the thing I I'm just happy to be in this position. Like I think we're playing with house money here. I'm not going to lose my shit if we lose this game. We should still be ranked if we lose this game. It would be bullshit to unrank us after losing this game. This is so. the thing. Tonight is the first night of college football playoff rankings, which is really what matters. So, let's say we are like 17 or 18 for some odd reason. A lot of experts have us at 12, which would be awesome. And people have Georgia at 3, which would be awesome. 12 versus 3. Don't know how that doesn't make fucking game day, but that's neither here or there. Yeah. Uh, if that's the case... Missouri's fine. Like, I'm not expecting to go to the SEC championship. I'm expecting to play in a fucking New Year's Six Bowl, though. If we were to lose, or if we were to win this game, 
like it everything is in front of them like we've we have not been in a position this late in the year since we've even known each other that mizzou controls its own destiny to make the fucking playoff like i don't expect them to no i don't but this is also bullshit in the the position to do it of course the first year we're a good in a decade it's the year right before where it's 12 team football playoffs. i was was gonna bring that up i think next year like if this was if 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 the 12 team playoff was this year man mizzou would have a tremendous opportunity at it but I don't feel like they had. I don't feel like next year they won't. I mean, I still Brady will be back, Luther will be back. They'll have pieces. I don't see them. Call being... me insane too, by the way. Just call me insane. Let's say Mizzou wins out. Yeah. Where are we? Where are we? Four. Win out. We're in, and you're including the SEC championship. Yep. Three. We have to I be. We would have to be I'm four. Pretty sure. I'm Sure, if we do that, we're one. No, 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 no. Ohio State or Michigan. Ohio Ohio State State or Michigan. Michigan. That would be some soft shit. They're gonna uh, one of Ohio State or Michigan is gonna go undefeated, and they're gonna win the Big Ten championship game. Obviously, if if Ohio State Michigan come out today as one and two, and they stay at one and two until the the game, they're both gonna make it. That's the thing. If Mizzou were to come through with this game, right, and then. You know, we're on this the podcast next week, and all of this sudden, talking about the college football playoff is no longer just a fucking hypothetical daydream. It's a it's real a possibility. It's, it's a real possibility. You would be rooting for teams like Washington to have a hiccup. Like we would actually start having to, you know, it, it would get really, really interesting. All I'm saying is, I want to play LSU again, but at the same time, I really want to play Bama because I think we could beat Bama, and not LSU. It's gonna be. Fun. I think the problem you're gonna run into though is. We don't need to cheer for a hiccup from those teams because our only path to the playoff is to win. It's to win out, yeah, yeah. We like, just need like, to. We, 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 we gotta go one and zero. We gotta go one and zero. Game, bro. Oh, if we beat LSU, dude, we're we're number ten right now. We would be so. Oh, we're higher than ten. We we would be like eight. We would be right up there with everybody. Like ah, uh, <laughs> and it was right there. If a second and one doesn't become a fourth and thirty-two, bro, like that. Oh man, I know be, every fan base can do that. But... The lowest. We'd be above all the not undefeated teams. Yeah, I it know. Be, every... I guess it would be the yeah. most Mizzou thing ever to put a seven and one Texas or Oregon over us, but yeah, I think it's... yeah. But no, I'm very excited to see the college football playoff rankings. I think they're going to have us around twelve to fourteen. I'd be I'd be ecstatic with that. Like if we finish the year top twenty five or top twenty would be nice, but top twenty five I could live with too. That'd be great. I mean, they better not shaft us and give us the Gasparilla Bowl or some bullshit either. We better get oh, a real bowl. Um, but that's the go- thing, dude. We have to make it out of like. I'm sorry. The only way we get a legit bowl is if we make the SEC championship. That's not true. Like, if we go ten and two, they're not giving us a fucking bowl like they did last year. There's okay, no okay. way. All I'm okay. I'm pulling up college football bowl projections just to. I know the I've bowls. seen them. It has us playing like Virginia Tech. It's bullshit. It it's just like okay, but then think like literally, uh, like the way they have it is they have us in the Music City Bowl against Wisconsin. That would be bullshit. That would be bullshit, and I think we would stomp Wisconsin. The thing is, uh, only and the only the first and second SEC teams get New Year's Six Bowls. So that's why I'm saying you literally have to make the SEC championship to get a good bowl game. Because after that, SEC 3-8 through eight can play in the fucking Relia Quest, Music City, Gator Bowl, Liberty Bowl, 
Like it's it's a lot of bullshit. If we get the Liberty Bowl again, bro, or what's that? One? I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if we got this. If well, we got the Texas Bowl and we played Kansas, I would be okay. Yeah. If we get uh, what, what's that one bowl we played it? The Armed Ooh. Forces Bowl. Oh my God, bro! I would lose my shit if we have to. I but I just in general do want a bowl win. Like I just, it's been so freaking long. Yeah, I just want to. Wasn't bowl it? Win. It was Maddie Mock last time we won a bowl game, right? James Franklin, but yeah. No, it, it cotton, was Maddie Mock. Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl versus No, Oklahoma no, State. no, no. We beat Minnesota the year. We, we beat, did the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl. We beat oh them in the Buffalo. It was, it was Maddie Mock. Yeah. It was New Year's Day. Remember yep, when Maddie yep. Mock got hit so hard? I'm pretty sure he walked to the other sideline. <laughs> Maddie Mock is such a Mizzou lore legend. Like you, Sometimes I literally just forget that dude existed. What, what a story. All right. Let's wrap okay, up today's yeah. episode with D Ford of the Week. My, I would, I Wait, would love to go first. I know I would what yours love to go be. First. Do it, just do it. Fucking Riley Patterson, I knew it. this I knew bitch it. ass yeah. motherfucker couldn't make a fucking twenty six yarder. I'm not fucking kidding you. I had twenty five dollars on the game. Oh yeah, twenty five dollars is a lot. I've been on a fucking cold streak, so I don't really want to fucking hear it. If you give me five attempts to make a twenty six yarder. I would make at least one of them. I'm not going to be one of those bitch-ass fans that says, oh, I can make it on the first attempt. No, I have to give myself some wiggle room. Uh, give me five fucking attempts. That motherfucker missed a 26-yarder after going four for four. I literally don't know how bad you have to be to fucking do that pathetic bullshit. And then, to add it on, I go on his fucking Instagram and say, how the fuck do you miss a 26-yarder? And then I get banned on Instagram. <laughs> I hope you got banned for that? I got banned. <laughs> I hope his fucking agent is rotting in hell because I damn well know Riley went bitching him saying, look at all these hate I'm getting. All I said was, how the fuck do you miss a 26-yard field goal? And then I DM'd him and I said, hey, man, I'm not mad at you. You just owe me $33. So, and I haven't had access to my Instagram account since I sent that. I'm really hoping it's a 24-hour ban or 48-hour ban. But if it's not, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. So, Riley Patterson, you are my fucking D4 of the week. I really hope you fucking plant your leg down next week and you just hear a fucking snap. And then your career is done. Because <laughs> fuck you. All of this over a $25 bet, man. Dude, I don't, I don't think you realize the cold streak I've been on. Hey. I haven't had a bet in You know two who weeks. you should be even more upset with? Jimmy Garoppolo. Because he had Devontae Adams wide pissing open on the next. But no, I can't. I can't be mad at that because then I had Lions minus six and a half, and then it's it's Riley Patterson. It's it's Peterson Patterson, whatever the fuck that prick's name is. Yeah, Patterson, go fuck himself. <laughs> All right, Joel. Um. Okay, so I've got a double D four of the week. Mm. Um, because because one of them I thought would get talked about the, actually the one I thought we'd talk about we didn't talk about and the one I didn't think we'd talk about we did talk about okay I'll go with the one we did talk about first people even uttering the words but if Aaron Rodgers comes back that shit drives me so fucking nuts dude it's unbelievable I I just want to remind everybody that literally every time every single other player ever to get an Achilles injury happens within the first four months since them coming back. Not even naming the ones that are 40 years old, by the way. In the first four months of them getting injured, the conversation happens is, is their career over? Um, and somehow, Aaron Rodgers, a 40-year-old man, okay? We're talking about him coming back. 
in a mere four months, five months, from the mother of all injuries. I will take any odds at any level. First of all, I'm pretty sure he's not coming back no matter what. I don't understand how he would. But if he does, he's either A, going to be utter dog shit, or B, he's going to tear the fuck out of his Achilles again. Um, It's maybe the dumbest thing in the history of sports. But for some reason, cuckoo nut Aaron Rodgers, who, oh, look, I can walk and throw a football after having surgery. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to be back. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. It, it just, it's, it's, I don't, I don't understand how the fuck we've gotten here, but it drives me nuts. Um, so there's my first D4 of the week. My second D4 of the week is the one we didn't talk about, which is the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh my God. Okay. The Los Angeles Clippers got the equivalent of you're sitting at the stoplight and it's been on red too long. And the homeless person at the intersection next to you has been asking for a dollar for so long that you just give it to him because you're, you're, you've weathered out. The Clippers somehow let James Harden push himself through to the Clippers. I'm pretty sure it's pretty well known the Clippers didn't even want James Harden. If they did, they would have traded for him a long-ass fucking time ago. But it took us long enough of James Harden being like, please, please trade for me. And the Clippers just said, all right, fuck it. We're going to do it. And they gave up so much. They reached into their wallet, tried to grab a one, and it wasn't until it left their hand they go, oh, shit, that was a 50. They just gave a 50 to a homeless man. It's ridiculous. The Clippers now have the four horsemen of fucking your team in the playoffs. They have Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> he's, he's, Kawhi Leonard is the injury section of those four horsemen. He will get hurt and fuck you. Number two is Westbrook, who will just – suck ass outside of last year in general just sucks ass then you've got Harden who will actively quit on your team and then you've got Paul George who will do all three I don't even understand how this is what we've come to it it blows my mind the one thing I want to do is get a damn time machine and go back in 2016 and tell myself hey in 2023 the Clippers are going to have James Harden Russell Westbrook Kawhi Leonard and Paul George (laughs) I have no clue how excited I would have been, and I can't believe I've arrived in a situation where I'm pissed. But the Clippers have the damn Thanos gauntlet of of losers. The the loser Thanos gauntlet is the Los Angeles Clippers, and it's fucking mind-blowing. And I can't believe we gave up multiple first-round picks for this fat whale that's going to go eat fucking strip club wings in Los Angeles all the time. I, I can't believe it. I... I I was really happy with the start of the Clippers season two. They looked good. They absolutely murdered the Spurs. And now the biggest cancer in the entire NBA just just arrived. And guess what? We also don't have a first-round pick till 2029 now. So fucking awesome. Just great way to start my day. Um, I'm really happy, if you can't tell. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi, Paul George, Harden, and Russ are all free agents after the year. All of them. So it's Get like, them all the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, what is going on? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? I, I, it is just like, if you don't win a championship this year, which you're, you you know just as well as I do, they're not going to win a championship this year. That It's a colossal, it's just unbelievable how bad it is. I don't get it. Like, I know you didn't like Marcus Morris, so I thought you'd be a little happy about that. Well, okay, but, I did forget to mention that the one, the one blue skies of this is we did dump the dead weight of 
Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, and Robert Covington. If there's one thing to be happy about, it's that that dead weight is gone. But, like, dude, that at least one of these guys is going to get hurt, for one. At least one. And another one is going to cause some sort of drama, for sure. And that's going to be curtains, man. And then you still haven't even addressed the question of when you met, when you match up with Nikola Jokic, what the fuck are you going to do? Is James Harden going to solve that problem? I don't think so. It, it just doesn't make sense. I guess when you have to go all in, teams just do start doing random shit. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a little too NBA 2K for my liking, man. It's, yeah. it's confusing as hell. Yeah, like I didn't I like say, I didn't like giving up the pick, and I also didn't like giving up Covington. I just that part of it, I was like, I mean, you guys don't have a first round pick until what twenty twenty nine, twenty thirty, or and you have like sw- I think you might have a swap or something, but you also now don't have a second round pick either. No, so and like, no, no, and and the the thing about it is, man, it's it's for James Harden. Like I would go as far to say it should have been James Harden and a first. Just for the Clippers to wash the Sixers' hand of his sorry ass. I literally hate him so much. I cannot believe that we bent over backwards to get this guy on our team. It makes no fucking sense. You guys remember that time that James Harden really showed up in the playoffs and helped his team win? Neither do I. Neither do fucking I. But apparently, that's worth two first-round picks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, was, it was wild. I mean, people, I got a lot of shit like a year or two ago, whenever he was going to the Sixers or the Nets or something, when I was like, I don't want to put Tyler Hero in a package for James Harden, and everyone was like, you can't be serious. But, like, man, that's one of my better takes all time. Like, I value Tyler Hero oh, yeah. ten times more than James Harden. And, I'm, you know, my God, that dude, I feel... Like, it's funny. Like, I was up last night. I was literally about to go to bed. I'm in bed at, like, 1.30 in the morning, and I see a wo- Adrian Wojnarowski tweet, and I'm like, oh, it's probably some bullshit. And then it's like... The, the Clippers are sending, or the, the, the Sixers are sending James Harden to the Clippers. And I was like, how does this always happen when John is asleep? Like, back in 2019, whenever they got Paul George and Kawhi in the same night, I was up, it was in, like, July, so it was summertime. I had nothing to do. I was up late. And I know, John, you were in Florida, weren't you? And Yes, I was. <laughs> I'm spamming the chat. And I'm like, holy shit. John Snapchats it at, like, he Snapchats the group at, like, what, like, 5 a.m. this time, 6 a.m. Yeah. here, and uh, he's like, he's like, holy! I'm like, I like once he woke up, I was like, yeah, I know he's gonna go crazy. Funny, funny thing, like that dude, just seems to always funny happen. thing. That was one of the hap. I think that's the happiest day I've ever had as an NBA fan, and the amount of fucking I won't even say pain. The amount of just frustration that has followed that is just completely unpredictable. Um, the Clippers are their own type of thing. I, I won't say they're better or worse than Mizzou, but I also won't even compare them to Mizzou because they're their own just group of freaking weirdos, man. Oh, my God. I, uh, hey, I have some good news, though, guys. What's the good news, Josh? By the time we record our next podcast, Mizzou basketball is in session. Mm. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I do. Should, well, I hate be- basketball. Let me put that on the record. It's a garbage-ass sport. I'm literally going to start watching cricket. I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, let me wrap it up with my D4 of the week. Um, my D4 of the week is Chris Broussard. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I don't know what Chris Broussard... Honestly, I haven't heard Chris Broussard's name since he said it was a guarantee Kawhi would go to the Lakers. Is this um, the dude that said... Oh, wait, nope, never mind. Let me play the clip. 
Uh, let me see if it plays through my the mic. This is what he said. To You're gonna get first, his copyright on first things first. It's only six seconds. You're allowed to do. Wait, that. no, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it. I just always said don't play it. Do I can play, play it. him saying it. I'm not gonna say it. Let's just listen Wait. to this if you can hear it. Retarded. Yeah, no, I mean, we can't hear. Okay, yeah. and hear shit. Okay, my bad. He asked. No, uh, all right. uh, he used. Uh, yeah, just look it up. Anybody that that wants to know, just look up Chris Broussard what he said today. Uh, it was it was funny as hell to listen to, but like the fact that he thought he could say that on air is just comedy. And the people's reactions when he said it, it regarded the Harden trade, so fucking funny. Oh my god, no way he said that. <laughs> okay, so John yeah, has now seen it. I, I just listened to the clip. You should see his commentator's eyes. His eyes it just light so up. <laughs> the best part is when he tries to correct it, and he goes, uh, what does he say? He says, like, mentally challenged Devel- or something. Developly, developmentally disabled. Disabled, yeah. You could get the hint by uh, saying that what he said originally. So funny. Chris Broussard so, is out with the job. He doesn't have a job. So bad. So so bad, bro. That's my default of the week. Finally, the thing to sink Chris Broussard though. Then let's go because that guy sucks. I mean, that guy is just patent garbage. Um, he, I never heard him say something, and I'm like, yeah, that Chris Broussard guy's onto something. He's an absolute I hate dumbass. the way he says LeBron's name. I always have because he holds on to the – he says, like, like I, I don't want to be, like – the way he just – he yeah. holds on to the – Yeah, oath. I think it's better if you don't. I won't, but I'll say it when we're off this. But the way he said – I don't want to make this uh, something that it's not. But the way he says LeBron's name makes me cringe every time. But, yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode. Appreciate everybody for listening, as always, and we will see you next week for NFL Week 10.